Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen, joined today by the crew, the only crew that I could bring back to give Super Bowl predictions, talk about the game. It is hailing from Buffalo, the man, the myth, the legend, it is Mason. Mason, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for joining us. As per usual, always good to see you. How are you and your lovely mustache doing today? Oh, doing well today. It's been a long one, but a good one. And it's nice to wrap it up with a nice conversation with some friends and a Chiefs fan. Yes, I feel exactly the same way. This is there. We do you have. You kind of assembled a panel of people just. There are ops among us, as the children would say. Um, joining us from all the way across the Pacific Ocean in beautiful Seoul, South Korea, it is our good friend, the Bengals fan himself, and a man who, well, well, a Super Bowl week of shows would not be complete without a YB appearance. YB, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us on a Saturday morning. Yep. It's uh, it's great. I mean, I just went I just went back uh, came back from a scheduled doctor's appointment. Apparently, I'm still alive and will be alive for the foreseeable future. So good news all around. So, just great. as Mason is wrapping up his day, I'm beginning I'm beginning a day with a podcast. So this is a great day all around. Absolutely, and finally joining us, hailing from Alberta, the man of the hour, the Chiefs fan, the most annoying man on the internet. <laughs> potentially uh bradford sonnenberg welcome welcome to the program bradford how you doing i'm doing i'm doing very well i gotta say i enjoy how usually on this show the intros are it's like yeah we got brad and mason from buffalo but for some reason the glass of wine in your hand has has put you in like a sultry mood where it's like <laughs> hailing from the frost-tipped plains of buffalo new york and it's like it's the super bowl quality to it it's got the Bruce Buffer and Eric Jensen. It's the Super Bowl. Now, folks, we are in a time limit. Uh, Bradford has to be out of here by 7.30 our time. It is currently 6.39. Bradford, hot date tonight? What? What's, what's keeping us from discussing only the most important game of the year uh, for a football podcast to discuss? The haircut suggests a hot date. Just some. I got my hair cut a little while ago. I was bordering way too dangerously close on a mullet, and that's not a timeline that I was going to allow. Brad, to looking hot per usual. Although I, I'd figure, although I'd fit in very well with a mullet here, like Edmonton men, and there's just greasy mullets. It's, it's a look here. But no, just some family stuff I got to take care of. Nothing, nothing too interesting or spicy or, or, or gossip worthy. But I'm, I'm here now, present, very excited to talk about this game. I've. For personal reasons, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I did want to start us off. It is the Super Bowl show. I do have a glass of Riesling in my hand. I am I, I am a man possessed. What are our plans individually for the Super Bowl this year? How are we watching any parties, anything cracking? Uh, I have been invited, and with much chagrin, I think I'm taking an invitation because typically I don't like Super Bowl parties. Too much of a riffraff around, you know, people who are, who are just yabbering on about commercials and halftime shows and Rihanna and this, that, and the other thing. And not enough people focused on the drama of the game. Uh, but my friend, a diehard Eagles fan, so I, I think I'm making the trip up to Park City, Utah 
to go see a uh, a Super Bowl party and uh, have a few drinks and eat some food and see how this game plays out. YB all the way in South Korea. What time will the game actually take place for you, and what what do you plan on doing to watch it? Well, the unfortunate part of it is that it takes place on Monday morning, right during work hours. So that that has a that has a bit of a problem in that. Usually, I would take the usually I would take the day off to do it, but unfortunately, the problem is due to uh, some unforeseen circumstances that is not an option for me this week because I've had to take some days off during the previous week for unforeseen reasons. So. I may not be able to see You're the so game as I've been, today. As I've been able to do reason, so. I'm still alive for the time being. Is, yeah. there, is everything okay You're, over there? I mean, you're the one that asked, are you still alive after I, after I mentioned the doctor's appointment? So I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the one that asked, are you still alive to me? So, but I'll be, I'll try to, I'll try to uh, finagle a views through my, through my phone via game pass, the abominable app that it is, but unfortunately not as, uh, it's not a, it's not going to be a glamorous situation for me all around. Hmm. Mason. So I will be extremely honest. Um, as far as one day in front of me, I, I couldn't tell you what I have going on for the most part. I've been so busy. Uh, I was reminded and in, in the soup that everyone's seen me slowly eating um, that we have a soup party that we're hosting tomorrow and that I need to come up with a recipe for us to serve to people. And so that was what I was doing literally just before this all happened and then a, trying this. A soup party. Very what lovely bo- uh, potato leek and bacon soup. What a boring life most middle-aged white suburban dads live. I do not look we forward to it. afterwards. Does that make you feel any better? Or I just no, I... That I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> I, I do not. I do not look forward to that portion of my life where I am forced to host soup parties. Well, you can host something something else. (laughs) Look, if anybody knows anything about how good soup can be, it's Brad here. You're swimming in, wait, you're swimming in Buffalo in February? No, oh, no. Uh, I, I said, uh, um, you misheard. Uh, swing, 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 swing. swing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, that's much different. <laughs> Very different. I don't even want to touch. Although I can understand. I, although, although the fact that it's in Buffalo, I think I think I would be the one place that I would say that if, if they're swimming in, which I would understand it's in Buffalo because there are some insane people in Buffalo. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> It's out here. I'm not one of them, but no, you're not wrong. You could go by the river at pretty much any time of year and be like, oh, that psychopath is jumping in. Phenomenal. I, I imagine both of those activities would be negatively impacted by the presence of soup in your stomach, though. Like, if you're like, you have like, if you're like stuffed full of like a big meaty soup, like, I feel like swimming or swinging, both activities become less enjoyable. Not you know what? Attitude. I'm going to look at the itinerary and I'm going to try reversing the order of some of them. Maybe the soup is <laughs> the repressor after the fact. <laughs> this, this is a, a life advice podcast. This, this is you know what, what I I'm wanted. Gonna, I'm going to need to get some cold Korean soups, though. Help cool the body down. That's what it's for. Bradford, <laughs> Canada, fake country, as we all know. Uh, what, what What's happening in Canada in Super Bowl? Season? Well, fake fake country, real health care. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with that. But Ouch. Uh, Ouch. Health care is overrated. <laughs> Ouch. No, it's not. It hurts. That hurts a lot. It's... <laughs> I have no grand plans for the Super Bowl. I'll probably end up uh, uh, watching it with my brother. I don't. I don't really like watching the Super. It's kind of on the same place as you, Eric. 
uh, where I don't like watching the Super Bowl with people that like aren't watching it for the football, you know, like it just yeah. kind of takes away from the game. Yeah, and especially if it's like, yeah, like last year, I wouldn't really cared because I wasn't that dialed into Bengals Rams. I was still very butthurt over the events of the previous weeks. But especially because yeah, the, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are in this one. I'm 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 gonna be like 100% dialed in. Especially since I actually had to miss most of the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. I was on an airplane, and crazy story. I took off from the airport. I watched like the first like three. Four and uh, three and a bit quarters when the Chiefs were losing by 10 is when I hopped on the plane and I didn't find out they won until I touched landed, uh, landed, touched land, touched down, touched down, touched down in Maui. And I saw the Chiefs had won. Oh, so I, I, I got to miss most of it. There's a flex. Going to There's Maui. a flex. I got to That was a pretty nice day. Landing in Maui, finding out my favorite team won the Super Bowl. I, I enjoyed that. But this time, I'm probably going to be in the dark room, in a dark room, in the presence of a lot of various snacks, and I will be uh, ingesting the game with my full intention uh, from a ground point of view instead of being miles up in the air. So you'll be channeling, uh, you'll be doing the exact same thing that Brian Dable will be doing. He said that he'll be sitting down with a bowl of nachos and a six pack of Heineken and be watching the Super Bowl. So he'll be I would, doing, I would love be to doing join the exact him same thing. Yeah. I'll watch, I'll watch it with Brian Dable if, if he, if he's open to that. He's exactly like one of us. He's, he's the exact same as one Final of us. Final question before we get in rapid fire around, uh, the, the screen. What is your favorite Super Bowl food? Go ahead, Mason. I mean, I, I, where i live man it's got right. wings yeah wings i do love wings I mean, okay, as well. although, if i take that out of the equation man a good french fry i don't know like that that you can really beat that it just hits like a certain spot in your brain when a nice warm crispy salty french fry hits your mouth Definitely. i have a deep dark confession to make about uh -oh. super bowl food uh I love Super Bowl food, perhaps more than anything in the world. Um, I I love seven-layer dip. Oh, seven-layer dip is delicious. One thing I have not tried that I think would become my favorite if I ever had it, because I like blue cheese and I like buffalo sauce, buffalo chicken dip. Never had it. Never been able to even like find a store-made version here. I, my I, friend, I, I will send you a recipe. My wife makes an excellent one. I, I have never had buffalo chicken dip. I would very much like to try it. I don't think I'm going to have time to chef that up on Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, I'll still send you a recipe at some point. It's so easy, dude. It's like three types of cheeses, chicken. You mix it up. You put it in an oven. Okay. Well, maybe do some that. Maybe I will whip up some buffalo chicken mm -hmm. dip for for After the, uh, the show. I will send it over to you. You do what you will with it. For for uh, for this Super Bowl party, Bradford, you, any anything that hops out warms your heart on Super Bowl Sunday. Nothing in particular, although this particular uh, Super Bowl, I, I I don't eat out very often, so I think I might enjoy an, some McDonald's or something like that. I used oh, to God. I used to I used to I used to have like. Your Domino's. treat for yourself is going to be McDonald's. Go to like a real restaurant. Oh, I don't got the money for that. Hey, I'm a broke. I'm a broke student living in Edmonton. All right, I don't got. I don't got that kind of restaurant money. But I personally, I used to like have Domino's pizza all the time. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've become increasingly lactose intolerant. 
like I still eat it because I'm that not happens pitched, too, but, like, honestly. I, I just <laughs> be, I, so I I feel like the victory pizza will not be received well by my stomach, whereas a victory McDonald's would be relatively speaking compared to the pizza. So that is that is my Super Bowl plan food debatable. <laughs> yeah, it's still, still does damage, but less. Why, be, why don't you give us something exotic that maybe we wouldn't find here in the United States, but you 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 might be enjoying for as a snack on Super Bowl Sunday? Technically speaking, when, when if I'm watching the Super Bowl in Korea, it's usually on a Monday morning, so it's not exactly something that you whip up a lot of food for. So primarily, it's not a lot of snacks, but I'm if I'm watching the game, I'm gonna have at least three at least three bottles of Coke on me so okay. at least three bottles of coke on me so that's my that's my go that's my go-to for any kind any kind of sporting event that i'm gonna watch that's uh, all now now I, I know they do this in like central and southern america in asia do they use real sugar in the coke or is it the artificial stuff uh i would assume it's the art i haven't checked it's not it's it's not the mexican coke that they can it's not the green it's not the green bottle of real sugar that's not the taste I've tasted the Mexican Coke that they the quote unquote Mexican Coke. It's not the same taste though. So it's it's the corn syrup version. Oh yeah. Unfortunately. That is unfortunate indeed. Unfortunate. Um all right, boys. I but it does taste covered... different from the American version of high fructose corn syrup, which is pretty which is pretty different, which is pretty strange as well. So interesting. All right, we move on. Mm-hmm. I figure we go, we talk about Interesting matchups, one each. I feel like then we go around. I have not done this, so if you guys want to scrap this, you totally can. Uh, Super Bowl props, maybe like one or two that we're interested in. And then we'll wrap up and we'll give some picks and, and say how we think the game plays out. Bradford, I'll let you begin as our resident Chiefs fan. What is the matchup you're most interested to see on Sunday? Well, I could lie and say I'm curious how the Chiefs' defense will hold up, which I am, but I just want to see Mahomes in the spotlight. I mean, this is like all the MVPs are nice, all the all the all the hype up that's that's built up, but this is the moment that actually matters, right? This is the thing that will be on the Canton tape, and I am excited to see uh, how he answers the bell with a potentially limited receiving cast. I'm curious to see what the offense will look like. I'm curious to see. Uh, if they implement Sky Moore in a little bit, considering the depth issues at the position right now, uh, I'm just, I just, I just want to see the man dance. To be honest with you, I would go. Uh, for me, I, I just want to see Eagles pass rush first moments. Um, it is crazy. I heard this stat today. Uh, Patrick Mahomes literally had not been sacked on a rollout out of the pocket since last year's uh, AFC Championship game. That's absolutely nuts. Uh, one of his great strengths is that ability to avoid pressure. And I'm interested to see, because I do think the Eagles pass rush will get there. I want to see how many times they get him down. Uh, I think it'll be less than two. That might be a little tease for a prop later, but mm. I, I I think that uh, that's what I'm interested in seeing. YB, what catches your eye in this Super Bowl? I want to see if A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith can do what they did in the regular season against the Chiefs secondary because the secondary is considered the weak point, but the D-line the D line of the Chiefs has kind of helped them cover up, and the secondary has also stepped up in and of itself. But the the the, Chief, the, the Eagles uh, receiving core with 
AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard to an extent, although he plays a bit of a different role. They've been lights out throughout the entire season. And I want to see if they can continue that expl- that kind of explosive passing game against the Chiefs. And if they go into a shootout, the Chiefs can definitely keep up because they have Mahomes and Kelsey. But I want to see if the Eagles can actually keep up with the Chiefs in a fight in a in an absolute shootout. And we'll all be better for it because it will be a hell of a game if that happens. Mason? You know, I, I mine kind of is tied in with uh, YBs there, but kind of a little more generic of just like, can we see the Eagles offense be what they were back in the regular season again, that that high fly and just like, didn't matter if you wanted to stop the pass, we'll just run it down your throat for 200 and some odd yards. You want to stop the run, we'll throw it over top of you. It really doesn't matter. We have all the answers you could possibly want. And we're just going to use them. And just, you know, especially the last game we saw, it just did not look the same. But again, you know, two totally different defenses on these teams. So so it might just be that, you know, they finally faced a really, really good defense and it did slow them down and we will just see them come back. But that's kind of what I want to see is just them be back to that. Because, you know, again, like you just said, that gives us, I think the best game we could hope for is two offenses just scoring like crazy and, and giving us an absolute show. I want to ask the group this. Often this happens going into Super Bowls. We start talking about like, oh, this is going to be a great shootout because usually it's two good offenses. And this is going to be, you know, uh, something beautiful where both teams go back and forth. We talked about this earlier in the week that very rarely actually happens. Do you think there is a chance this is a plastering one way or the other in this Super Bowl? Do you think one team, either team has the ability to win by more than let's say 13 points. I'll start with you, YB. I doubt it because for like if, if you want to if you want to predict the like for if you want to predict the scenario for an Eagles blow is because the it's because the defense falters. It's not going to be because Mahomes struggles, I think, because Mahomes is too good. Mahomes and Kelsey are too good to kind of just kind of let everyone down. And Unlike the Tampa Super Bowl, the O line is actually intact and they're very, very good. So that it'll have to be the defense failing, and I don't think they're going. And the offense will keep up even if the defense fails. And on the flip side, and if the Eagles are too well rounded on both sides of the ball to get blown out, and if push comes to shove, they've been able to control the ball and run the ball, like run the ball and keep clock to kind of control the pace of the game if they feel that the game is running away from them so even if they even if they begin to lose i don't think they'll get blown i don't think the eagles can get blown out like they might they might lose but i don't think they'll get blown out by any stretch of the imagination i don't think that'll happen okay yeah i i i I agree but personally i do think there's a scenario in which the chiefs can can run the eagles over a little bit here if they catch the eagles on a bad day i mean Something of a note with the Eagles. I mean, I believe in Jalen Hurts, but three of his worst graded games have been like in the past four games that he's played, right? He, we talk so much about Mahomes and the ankle and all. Oh, I think we're kind of past that now, but Hurts has not been the same quarterback, uh, statistically at least. And I, a part of that is game script, obviously. Like they were annihilating the Giants so early on, there was no need for him to really be a stud. And then Obviously, the Eagles-Niners game is was uh, a whole other uh, issue with the Purdy in- injury and and all that. As the uh, 
Uh, 49ers are very keen on reminding you constantly. I've never seen a team talk more than the 49ers after a loss. Like, oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, I I feel like there is a scenario in which Hurt struggles a little bit and the Chiefs just catch him early and, you know, the machine just kind of runs you over. Whereas I don't think the Chiefs can get blown out in this game. I don't trust the defense will have – I don't think the defense will have a massive meltdown. And I have complete faith in the offense and putting up a decent amount of points. So I think it's far more likely the Chiefs could blow out the Eagles than the other way around. Obviously, both scenarios are theoretically possible, but I would lean far more towards a Chiefs blowout than an Eagles blowout, personally. Yeah, I don't know that I really see either team being able to blow the other one out on, like, just a normal everyday day. But, uh, you know, if one of them, game script gets away from them, they turn the ball over two or three times and the offense is efficient and actually turns that into points. I mean, I could see either team managing that. Both defenses have uh, enough people at the right places where they can make a turnover or two happen. And, and all the other side of the ball has to do is just be secure with the ball and make those points happen. But I think that's probably the oddity. That's, that's not the likely way that it'll go. I mean, each, each team's probably good for one turnover throughout the game, just because high pressure, they'll, try to make a play that they shouldn't and someone's going to get the ball punched out or tipped or one of those things. But I don't think either one of them is going to end up like absolutely flailing and just making bad decision after bad decision that snowballs into one of those blowouts. I think this is one of those last possession style games where, you know, we're, we're down to last two minutes wondering who's going to win still. I do. I do want to point out one thing because, because of the road through both of the teams, that teams have taken, like both teams have a both teams have a scenario in this game where they are facing one unit that is a very very maximum difficulty compared to what they face because for the Eagles, they're actually facing a legitimately very very good quarterback after they face two mediocre quarterbacks or limited quarterbacks. They face Daniel Jones and then they face Brock, uh, less than a quarter of Brock Purdy and then Josh Johnson and then Brock Purdy with no arm, and then now they're facing Patrick Mahomes, probably the best quarterback in the league. And then with the Chiefs, they faced a mediocre O-line in Jacksonville. They faced a beat-up and less-than-mediocre O-line in Cincinnati. And now they're facing arguably the only O-line that's probably better than the Chiefs have in Philadelphia. So that's a so the Chiefs' D-line has been wrecking, wrecking, has wrecked Jacksonville, and they've wrecked Cincinnati. I'm not sure if they can do that against Philadelphia. If they can, then that's the scenario, I think, where they can actually blow out the Eagles. But I don't think they can do that because Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson – have been they they gotten two weeks to get healthy and the rest of the alignment are not slouches either. So I want to see what Chris Jones does in this game because he's been lighting it up. I want to see how he does against Chris against Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickinson, and I and So Malo. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think we've mentioned the defenses twice? Do we think there's a potential that this game zigs where all the analysts are saying it will zag where this isn't a shootout because I do think there's a small chance that this is the kind of game where maybe only one team breaks 30 points and maybe you could call that a shootout, but I I don't think both teams are going to break 30 points. I I do think the defenses are good enough that it's going to remain close at, at, at least and low scoring enough. I, I don't, 
the max points I'd be comfortable saying a team will score in this game would be like 35 at most. I I really don't think either of these defense are bad enough to, to give up more than that. I think so. Like kind of like last year when the final score was 23 to 20 and when, well, like last, last week, um, not last week, two weeks ago in the AFC title game, like the chiefs won 23 to 20, if I'm, if I'm remembering the score correctly. So the Chiefs have shown that they can win in a low-scoring situation, and even with Mahomes, like you mentioned, even with Mahomes and Kelsey, the rest of the squad is not quite as it's like they can say they've been efficient without Tyreek Hill, but there is a lack of explosiveness that is there. So there is a possibility that because the Eagles are also a very good defense, and the Eagles have shown that they can be susceptible to getting shut down at times. You've seen it in the Colts game. We've also seen it in certain times with against the Giants, for example, and whatnot. So there, like, there's a scenario where both teams struggle to break 25, for example. I can I can see that happening. Hmm. I think that's a fair point. So, I mean, real quick, I just went back 20 years. Of the past 20 years, there's only two times that both teams have actually broken 30 points in a Super Bowl. And... Quick estimate of the next 10, not another one yet. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like, it, again, they're the two best teams in the league at this point, or at least should be. It, it It's tough for them to get abused in that way. Because, like, those shootouts usually happen when one of the teams, at the very least, has a really bad defensive unit that then gets abused for a good portion of the game. And then the other team has to make some miracles happen, or they both just have bad defenses. And it's just never the case when it comes to the Super Bowl. The last right. legitimate shootout was what? The the Eagles, Eagles Patriots one, like 41-33? Yep, Eagles no. Patriots. And then the other one that crossed the threshold uh, was Baltimore, San Francisco, and that was 34-31, so I mean barely. And I'm now back in the 70s and have yet to find another one that meets the criteria of both passing 30. Just doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, I, I really don't see that happening. Uh, I, I think a lot of people talking shootout is fine, but I don't think we're getting a true shootout this game. Uh, that's not something that I believe we will see uh, come to fruition. All right, no. let's do some... Well, I was just going to say, I think when people say shootout, they think of that. Remember the Baltimore-Denver game? Flacco versus Manny. Yeah. Damn. You don't need people to remind me shootout. of that, please. <laughs> I know. I thought about it after I thought it was like, oh, Denver. Eric remembers that one. That's that arguably the most – I think I've said this on this podcast before, but not to this group. That is arguably the most devastating sports loss of my entire lifetime. Like, to me, that's worse than the Seahawks Super Bowl. Because the Seahawks Super Bowl, I knew it was over from the moment it started. And the, the Ravens, that play, Raheem Morris, just, like, falling down. Ugh. Brutal. That That's the first time I cried about sports. Like, that, 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 that one will always burn deep in my memory. But that was a great game. Double overtime that that one that was that was a fun one to watch um probably uh, honestly that year's playoffs were some of the best ever that was the year that the ravens ended up winning the super bowl against the 49ers that that was yeah. that year but colin kaepernick year as well so that that 2013 i want to say that was 12 13 wasn't it 
Yeah, 12 13. That was a pretty, that was a good year for football. Um, Bar bubble. Bar bubble, indeed. All right, let's do some props really quickly. Just go around, maybe give out one or two per. I'll start. I like any quarterback to catch a pass plus 1200. Kind of like that. Solid to me. I do feel like maybe we get a Philly special. Maybe Andy Reid reads runs something weird and Patrick Mahomes gets a catch somehow, some way. Uh I I do like that. And then uh leading receiving yards. This one's a little bit out there. It's plus nine hundred. But I really do think Marquez Valdez Scantling could have another big day. I kind of like Marquez Valdez Scantling to have the most receiving yards at plus nine hundred. Uh, Bradford. Okay, well, I don't have the exact uh, betting props or whatever, like just from just from the numbers. I completely forgot that I was supposed to do that in in advance for this. Uh, <laughs> I like, well, I like the Chiefs to win. No, uh, I, I personally, <laughs> I feel like a great a great prop to have would be a Jarek McKinnon anytime touchdown. But those those always come out of nowhere when you least expect it, and I just have a feeling about that. That. Or one of like the the conglomerate of backup tight ends. I I mark my words. I don't know who it's gonna be. Maybe like a Noah Gray, Blake. Ba- you never know. But this feels like the perfect situation where I mean I don't know what the odds are in any of those. Probably very beneficial for you. But if you if you if you hit it. But uh, this is one of those situations where they could. Andy loves doing his little tight end fake outs where it's like, you think it's Kelsey. And then it's like some random guy that you've never heard of before. And I kind of like, I kind of like that to happen in this one. I would also uh, definitely uh, hammer the under in terms of like most rushing expected rushing yards uh, for both teams. I don't think this is a game that's going to be fought uh on the ground for the most part i think both teams are going to be primarily attacking over the air once again i don't have the exact prop numbers i'm sorry but i would hit uh the under on most uh rushing props personally okay yb uh i i kind of I kind of misconstrued the request in it and kind of came, <laughs> kind of came up with my own, came up with my own kind of. Go for it. Go ahead. So I kind of had, I had two things. One of them kind of related to the in-game. One of them related to the out-game. So has it, so first one in-game. So it was over under 1.5 rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. So it would be one or, so I, I kind of had, I, I want to say that I think like, because when you play fantasy, you know that Jalen Hurts vultures a lot of touchdowns yeah. like when you get close by. So Absolutely. I kind of have a hunch that when it happens and you do the whole, like, if you've listened to New Heights, you do that. You do you run the sneak and then Jason Kelsey does the whole moving screen thing where he kind of screens everybody with his rear end and kind of ushers Hurts into the end zone. I think we might see it twice and then we might see Jason troll Travis like with a celebration. So... I th- you might get over 1.5 rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. That's the in-game one that I want. I'm kind of I want to go on. I don't know what the hell the odds would be for that. And for the other one, no matter who wins the Super Bowl, I think the winning coach will get some kind of li- some kind of Kelly Green Gatorade on him. If it's Sirianni, oh. because he's the Eagles coach. If you give me two seconds. I have the odds on that actually. <laughs> oh really? If if it's yeah, Sirianni, that's a pretty because, popular one each year. If, if because it's Sirianni, yeah, it. it's Eagles, and because it's Andy Reid, like because Andy Reid got unceremoniously kicked out of the Eagles because they thought they said he could he couldn't get the job done, and so they'll kind of if he Reid wins it against Philadelphia, they'll they'll use the Eagles color Gatorade to kind of throw it back in the Eagles' faces. It's just too poetic. 
they'll have they'll have they'll have a vet they'll have that cooler Gatorade just for that color ready to stand by and Mahomes will have, Mahomes will Mahomes and Kelsey will be ready ready with that vet to throw it all over Andy Reid the moment once, that they they're gonna have it done. Once we're done with this on that uh, Google Doc, I'm sure you have Mason with our playoff predictions. Why don't we throw in one our, our two pr- our props on there as well, and we'll see how we do on Sunday. But I, I okay, I like I like the Kelly Green. Uh, all right, uh, what were yours then? I like Vets prop. Uh, mine were uh, <laughs> any quarterback to catch a pass. Uh, plus twelve hundred and Marquez Valdez Scantling leading receiver in yards, and oh, I believe okay. uh, Bradford's were Jarek McKinnon anytime touchdown scorer and backup wait, tight wait, end. I got, I got, I got. Okay, Sorry. So backup tight end would mean either Noah Noah Gray or Blake Bell or Jody or Jody Fulton, one of those three. Okay. And the and then the lime green, yeah, whatever green color, whatever, like yeah, whatever green color they're off. With. And uh, and then over one point, oh, so two or more rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Two or more done. I know him. He has a any time for like plus one twenty right now. Okay, anytime TD. Mason, your props, and then we can get to some picks and get out of here. I think. <laughs> So I had originally misconstrued, and so I wrote a silly one, and I actually <laughs> some other ones. Um, I, and I don't it, – it, it very likely there's a prop bet somewhere that I could take on this, but it's uh, shots of generic NFL hats on celebrities. <laughs> uh, and I would take it at anywhere at 10 plus. That I would, 10 plus. I would like 10 that. plus like shots? Okay. No. Okay. No. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm. I'm betting against that. <laughs> I'd say your odds would be crazy on that. Ten times. Ten plus. Ten That's plus. a lot of times. Ten, you're gonna see ten shots of uh, some celebrity wearing a generic NFL hat during that game, and specifically ten shots of it, not just ten celebrities. Okay. I. Oh, I'll oh, okay, put ice okay. cream sandwiches on that. Oh crap! I I I, I just sussed myself, didn't I? Um, <laughs> like, like, well, you, you can take it back. You can say. You can say. No, no, I'm living in it. I'm I'm a man. I, 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 you you've got to keep track, and we'll do honor system. I trust you, Mason. But there's <laughs> no way they will show those shots ten or more times. That's that. The, the number is crazy. I don't doubt that you're wrong. And it has to be celebrities, too. You have to count on 10 different celebrities wearing NF, generic NFL hats. I think only uh, Rob Lowe. They're probably all Rob Lowe. I know. It's probably all Rob Lowe that I'm imagining right now. He's ruining my night. Uh, Literally only Rob Lowe. Um, LeBron then, counts, uh, right? I, yeah, LeBron definitely counts. LeBron definitely counts. That's true. Uh, and then I took uh, a nice safe one with a Travis Kelsey anytime TD. <laughs> get minus one thirty, but I think you're getting your money back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just for for absolute uh, S and Gs uh, as a super long shot, uh, they have at plus four ninety uh, Hassan Reddick to get two sacks. I kind of like that. I do too. And two so sacks just, on Mahomes. It and could be the only two sacks silly. of a game. And that, that, that's kind of how I figure it would work out, is if he gets two sacks, he's literally the only two sacks that they get the entire game. 
might get one. I have my doubts about two. I don't know. I don't even if Mahomes has like an eighty percent ankle, I don't think he gets two. I do one too, maybe. but the but the odds for one is only negative one sixty four. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. If you got if you got to if you got to make a prop bet on it, you got to go with the odds. So yeah, I see it. So. Bradford, you start us out. Give us a, a soliloquy on the game, the score, the headline, the Super Bowl MVP. Well, I'll do that. We'll talk about our plans for next week, and then we'll get out of here. No. No, you did say different celebrities. Bradford? Why don't you start us off? Let's let's talk about how we think this game plays out. I mean, I try very hard to be humble. I try very hard really? to not be too cocky about sports. Listen, I like to consider myself a very down-to-earth individual overall. I, I acknowledge how little I know in the grand scope of the universe, and I, I consider myself as just a man, just a man with no real power over the result of this game. Uh, no, 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 no real uh, 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 overpowered sports uh, knowledge. I don't have, uh, I, I'm not in a, in a back to the future-esque scenario where I've gone back in time and I, I possess, uh, you know, a magazine listing the winners of various games. I don't have some uh, magical sense of foresight. I am simply a man, but Last night I had a vision. I was lying in bed, as I often do at night when I'm trying to fall asleep. I find bed is a great place to do that. I was lying there, and I was thinking about this game. Because normally, whenever the Chiefs have a big game, I am insane, insanely anxious. I, have, uh, I, I find myself as a very anxious and nervous person in general. I can't help it. It's just I got it from my mother. I've always been that way, right? And on the exterior, I try to keep very calm and collected. But usually, usually I'm an anxious person. And it comes through for me in my sports teams, especially with the Chiefs. Like big playoff games or whatever, insane anxiety. I had it with the Jaguars game. I had it with the Bengals game. And I've been wondering the past week and a half or so, what's wrong with me? I haven't been nervous. I haven't felt nervous. I haven't been saying anything nervous. I don't feel nervous. I don't look nervous. And I realized it's because I'm not nervous. You hear me? The Chiefs are going to win this game. The Chiefs are absolutely going to win this game. And maybe it's close. Maybe it's not. But guess what? Mahomes isn't letting this slip away. Mahomes isn't going to waste this opportunity. Andy Reid's not going to waste this opportunity. This is so big for both of them. I think everything has been building up to this this whole year. I mean, the whole narrative around the Chiefs, everything feels like the sky is falling. The humiliating loss to the Bengals last year. You lose Tyree Kill. The whole thing feels like the sky is falling, but no, it's the Chiefs. You don't have to be nervous because the Chiefs only do one thing, and that's just win. The Chiefs win. And guess what? They're going to win this game too, and it's going to be pretty cool. And Mahomes is going to get the Super Bowl MVP because that's what happens when you win the Super Bowl. It goes to the quarterback almost always. And to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be a tight shootout. I think this is like a nice 31 to 24 game. And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it gets a little tighter than that, but I don't feel nervous. And it's because I'm not nervous, because there's no reason to be nervous. Chiefs win. Heard it here first. 
All right, Mason, make sure you're tracking these. I do want to revisit these when we when we uh, when we do our recap show. Uh, YB, you're up. I think we just we just saw Brad morph into Nick right in front of our eyes, but I digress. But <laughs> that's not a good thing to be. Oh god, <laughs> that's insulting. We, I think that I actually I think... of all of all the like sports talking heads. <laughs> Nick no. Wright's actually the one I find the least annoying. Like, like really? No, in all seriousness, though, like if you if you recall back to when when I was on in the week two podcast, like when we were talking like not just about the bank, not just about the Bengals being going to, but you mentioned other topics around the league. I was high on the Eagles back then. I was high on the Eagles before the season started, and I thought they would they had the chance to do big things. I didn't imagine them going this far. I didn't imagine Jalen Hurts being this good, this fast. I didn't imagine AJ Brown being this well integrated into the system. I didn't imagine Hassan Reddick being the player that he is this like and being this well integrated into the system. And I look at reasons to kind of to kind of poke holes in the Eagles, like and because I've because I've experienced firsthand the Mahomes magic in front of my eyes two weeks ago. And Mahomes is magic. And I want to see, like, I want to see if Mahomes has that magic in him, and he definitely does. And whether that magic is enough to overcome what is, I think, the most well-rounded roster in the NFL. And maybe this is a little bit of spite in me talking. I won't deny. And Brad, Brad, I know that if the if the tables were reversed last year, you'll probably be able to pick the Rams as well. <laughs> so you'll forgive me for saying that. I will pick the Eagles in this game because I've been high on the Eagles all season. And this is me staying true to myself. And I think because of Mahomes and Kelsey and what they've done, what they've been able to do all year, they've never allowed themselves to be blown out. It will never, it will not be a blowout at all. But the Eagles, I don't think, have any weaknesses other than perhaps Jalen Hurts suddenly getting exposed on a big stage. But I don't think that will happen either. I, I, be- I've grown to believe in Jalen Hurts over the course of the season. And more than that, I think the leaders on this team, Jason Kelsey, Hassan Reddick. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson for, for for whatever reason I think has become a leader on this team as well. I think those guys have like grown, and Nick Sirianni embodies the city of Philadelphia for somehow. And I think they pull it off. I think they managed to pull it off. I think it'll be 20, 27-21. 27-21. And MVP will be Jalen Hurts, and he and it'll be it'll be the success story. The guy that get ran out of Alabama for Tua. Is now is now the Super Bowl MVP. What was that score? One more time. Twenty-seven, twenty-one. All right, Mason. I'll f- I'll finish this off here. So you go ahead. So I, I uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, and uh, I thought to myself, what is a chief? Chief is a, a leader. It's it's a man who leads other men into battle, leads them into war. He's a peak physical specimen, one who dominates all others in his path. And what is he wearing his headdress? The feathers of an eagle. Because he knows that an eagle would claw his freaking face off as it got the chance. Eagles 24-21. Okay. This is a spiteful spiteful call. That was aggressive. You see, this is the problem. You assemble a panel of 
a Chiefs fan and the three teams most opposed to the Chiefs as an entity. And this is what happens. I know you're probably going to pick the Chiefs because you have money on it. But if you didn't, you'd pick the Eagles, spitefully. I know how you work. This is this is ridiculous. I mean, the bias. The bias. The bias radiating through this call is frankly sickening. I, I would have gone the other way. He wears an eagle on his head because he killed the eagle. You got you to gotta look at this. The well, other actually, head. I think there's To be honest, I thought that was where he was going to. No, the eagle. The, 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 uh, well. My head can and the, the eagle killed his father and he found the feathers later on. <laughs> but I think, uh, oh, there's a whole narrative going on here. That was, that that was, was a convoluted cannon right there. That's I don't want to get too far into it. I, you know. Uh, I, you guys just got to accept this is this is the Chiefs' league, all right? And you know we'll be we'll be having a parade, and you guys will be busy uh, flipping tables and I don't know eating chili, whatever they do in Cincinnati. It's just it's just it's just the way just the way it goes. Like despite it, it's it, it hurts my feelings, honestly. I'm hurt. If it makes you feel any better, Bradford, I've been picking with my heart all playoffs, and it has been absolutely devastating my ability. <laughs> That's to true. That does make so... me feel a little better. Hey, you're, hey, you were the one throwing strays on the previous podcast that Bengals fans me, so you get to get them thrown back at you. What the hell? I wasn't even on the podcast and catching strays last pod. Bengals, Bengals fans have been absolutely insufferable, to be fair. Like, <laughs> so are Chiefs and, and like Chiefs fans. Chiefs fans haven't been doing anything. Chiefs fans been minding their business. This nonsense. Chiefs fans are very reasonable individuals. Bengals fans have been whining about every possible. Uh, this was stolen from us. This nonsense. Apparently, they're are they're arguing with like. NFL offensive lineman on Twitter over what holding is. Just pathetic stuff. Absolutely. Fucking trying to get like rule change proposals sent in, a petition to overturn the results of the game. Like, oh my God. So it's, see, this, it's is, this is why this is why this is why Chiefs fans are this is why Chiefs fans have no friends. <laughs> listen, listen. I I I I I feel like I have all year paid the respect to the Bills and the Bengals as a whole, you know? Like, hey, I try not let my hey so have we. So have we, but you don't. You throw strays at us. What the hell? I'm not the one that put Joe Burrow ninth on the quarterback rankings. I just I, – <laughs> like, I, I respect Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's our little cheap throw, cheap little throwback we have to, throw, to divert our La- attention. So. Lashing out. As he's known to do. All right. He's always got to hurt the ones he loves. <laughs> the Super Bowl. The biggest yep. game in American sports. This is a good one. Very rarely do we get two teams who are at the top of their games. Very rarely do we get two rosters who have been constructed perfectly. Very rarely do we get two coaches who are masterminds at their crafts. Very rarely do we get two emerging young quarterbacks that will be the face of this league for the coming years. This is the Super Bowl of the black quarterback. That is awesome. Uh, Jalen Hurts is awesome. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. They're here for a long time. This will not be the first time these two meet. This will not be the last time these two meet. This is a huge game, and in huge games, who shows up? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Andy Reid? Is it Nick Sirianni? Is it A.J. Brown? Is it Devontae Smith? Well, we know A.J. Brown has shown up in huge games, and we know Jalen Hurts has answered every bell that has been tossed at him. But as I wrote two weeks ago, and as I say on this podcast, 
There are rules. There are rules. I have personal rules. Forever, the rule was do not pick against Tom Brady. It will almost always end up poorly, and you will almost always end up looking like a fool. The rules have changed. Tom Brady is gone. This is a new league. And while at the beginning of the year, it may be fine to predict against Patrick Mahomes and say the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl this year in August, before the games have been played, before we know what's happening in our league. That's fine. But it is unforgivable to pick against Patrick Mahomes. That is the unfortunate truth. It's hard to pick against arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks we have ever seen play the game. And this is a big game for him. If he loses, there can be a conversation had. You can say, hey, he has struggled in these big game moments. Five conference championships and only one Super Bowl to show for it. But Patrick Mahomes is different. He is the best quarterback that the NFL has seen since Tom Brady entered the league. And probably the second best quarterback the league has ever seen in general. His physical skills are the best we have ever seen from the position. Jalen Hurts will be here for a long time, and Jalen Hurts will be back. But this game is not about Jalen Hurts. This game is about Patrick Mahomes and a legacy and stepping up to begin to chase Brady. And that's why the Chiefs will win this football game 33-27. to I love what the wine brings out in you, Eric. That was that was beautifully said. the The narrative development of of uh, explaining to me at the start of the year that Mahomes would finish the year as considered not a top five quarterback to this beautiful epic speech about how Mahomes is inevitable. Insane journey to watch. But I I'm it was a, it was a pleasure being on this on this uh, uh, character development centric journey with you. Uh, be- beautifully said. I I appreciated every word of that. Well, being what Russell Wilson does to an MF. <laughs> he's, he's broken at this point. He can keep throwing the jabs. We get it. We we talked about him skimming money from his charity yesterday, but I get you guys. I, I heard it. I, guess you, In fairness, I, I, did, I did look into that a tiny bit, and it looks like it's not him skimming the money, but employees rather. Probably. So Okay. <clears throat> Well, although so he then doubled down and was like, they deserve it. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's just a tough Damn, one. Russ. Come on now. Super Bowl MVP, Seth Mahomes. No other player. All right. Thank you all so much. Boys, once again, I'd like to express my gratitude. All of you have been with me this year. Uh, Bradford, Mason, you guys have put in a ton of hours on this. I really appreciate it. YB, thank you for joining us when you can. I know the time difference is a is a bear, and and we do appreciate having you on, and hope to have you on a few times this off season. Uh, a little bit different this year. I've decided that Sunday night will forego the podcast. I'm going to be up in Park City with some friends watching the game, and to make Mason stay up until probably two in the morning is unfair, and I I do not want to do that. So uh, Monday evening. Uh, non-negotiable unfortunately uh can't do any later than monday 
Monday evening, Bradford Mason, they'll be joining me back here. And we will recap the Super Bowl. Then we'll take our traditional break. We'll be back February 28th. I have in my calendar. That is the first day of the scouting combine. We will come back, talk about some of the things that we have heard out of that from all the general manager press conferences and things like that. And then we will begin our off-season podcasting, which will uh, will transition back to once a week, probably on Saturdays or Sundays, because that's when most people are free. And I uh, I think that'll be a good way to do things. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably ramp up, do more episodes when free agency hits and going towards and like the week before the draft and after the draft. But uh, yep, we'll be taking our traditional break after Monday's episode. So, boys, once again, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I appreciate all that you have done. If there are any final thoughts, this is always a sentimental podcast for me because we did it. You know, we we went through. There's there's still one more to go, but this is it. We did it. We covered um, 23 some weeks of football. It was a lot of work. And I had a lot of fun, and I hope you guys did too. So thank you very much for joining me. Always a lot of fun. I wish I could be on more, but as you mentioned, time zones were a bit of a thing, but it was a lot of fun doing it. And hopefully I can make time as much as I can. So, uh, yeah, I would love to be on more as I can. I'll try to make time. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay. Bradford, Mason, anything before we go? Uh, just, you know, recap from the beginning of the episode, group of friends, Chiefs fan. No, I do. I, I love you too, Brad. <laughs> I, All right. This, this, I just want to say, I guess if this is the episode for sentimentalities, I, uh, have greatly enjoyed being on this program. I plan on being this program, uh, for, for years to come, uh, I, I understand that in, in many ways, just by nature of my fandom, I've been thrust into a villain role, a role I am more than happy to play. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And I, I appreciate uh, all of you for uh, existing and all simultaneously existing at the same time in this call as we have many times throughout the past year. It's been very enjoyable. Eric, enjoy your wine and pizza uh yb enjoy uh the rest of your day i mean you still got a whole day ahead of you anything could happen mason enjoy your soup and or swinging maybe both at the same time not not sure how that whole process works not sure about the same time but i hope all of it i hope all of it is enjoyable for you up and down is absolutely hell on the belly (laughs) (laughs) all right all right take care lads that's been it we will see you monday night enjoy the Super Bowl. Peace out.